0: Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. It's time to roll your sleeves up and get your hands dirty with Friends of the Earth. Dirt Radio. Good morning and welcome to Dirt Radio. My name is Phil Evans and we're coming to you live from 3CR on stolen lands on the Kulin Nations. And I really want to pay my respects to uh, Elders past and present and acknowledge the important role that uh, First Nation Australians play in the environmental and social justice movement. So, today... That's right. Uh, walk This Way is coming up really really soon on October 7th um, Friends of the Earth are doing a new fundraiser um, and that's all about um, getting out onto the streets and promoting the idea of a sustainable city in Melbourne you can get involved by jumping onto walkthisway.org.au and um, jump on there and the idea is to uh, get people to sponsor you to take undertake the 15 uh, kilometer walk or you can join us at uh, at designated spots along the way, um, along the city track and uh, right into Foe to celebrate the start of our new campaign around sustainable cities. Um, we'll be right back in just a moment. We're talking about ecological thinning and subsidised longing, but we basically mean the same things, don't we here? Wherever there are chemical corporations around the world, they're constantly trying to chip
1: away at regulation. Earth Matters, bringing you environmental and social justice stories, from developments in government and industry to the campaigns and communities that are standing up to them. Earth Matters plays at 11am Sunday and 6.30am Wednesday. Turn your dial to 855am or listen online. 3cr.org.au While the headlines have subsided, the nuclear power plant is still not under control with the spent fuel rods removed from only one out of four reactors. Law needs to change so that uh, our rights can be recognised so that decisions in relation to the use and exploitation of our lands is out.
0: I want you to get up right now and go to the window. Open it and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! That's right, listeners, I am as mad as hell, and I'm sure many of the other people are as well, about the government's planned uh, market research, for lack of better words, mail-out around same-sex marriage. Um, This is an absolute disaster of a policy, and it really boils my blood as a queer man. Like, uh, I'm appalled at the level and the legitimisation of uh, of hate speech that's gone on around this campaign already, and we haven't really even got underway yet. Earlier in the week, uh, Friends of the Earth uh, le- released a statement on marriage equality, and I thought I'd read it out to listeners uh, just to let people know that there are people who are working outside of the usual scope of areas on this important issue as we face more and more hate speech uh, as the campaign goes on. So the statement reads... A person's gender and sexuality should not affect their access to marriage in Australia, nor should it impact their human rights in any other way. Friends of the Earth stands in solidarity with LGBTQI plus community in the face of this attack on rights. We recognise that there are many other significant struggles that LGBTQI plus ent- identifying people face daily because of gender or sexual identity. We condemn the government's postal vote that will be both non-binding and non-compulsory. We believe the postal vote provides a platform for hate speech and violence towards the queer community and we are deeply concerned about the impact it will have on our staff, volunteers and members, friends and the broader community. We recognise that legitimising debate around marriage equality will place the LGBTQI plus First Nations people, refugees, homeless and others who already face marginalisation within our society at greater risk. Equal rights should not be up for debate. It is our position that the government should allow the coalition members of the parliament to participate in a conscience vote on marriage equality. We are angered by the government's callous choice to initiate this postal vote, ignoring the wishes of LGBTQI plus community who are all too aware of the hatred and bigotry this postal vote will empower. Friends of the Earth have always fought for social justice and we are working towards a sustainable and equitable future in a way that empowers individuals and communities. We remain committed to providing a safe and welcoming space to all members. And of our community, where we welcome those in the LGBTQI plus community who would like a friendly space to organise from. To those of you who are experiencing pain, isolation or alienation as a result of this harmful process, please know that our doors are always open and that you'll be treated with respect and dignity in the space at Friends of the Earth. We recognise that marriage is a religious institution that is not universally desired or respected by either queer or the broader community. However, we also recognise that this postal vote is simply not about marriage. It is about the right of all people to live in safety and without fear, regardless of their gender or sexuality. We further acknowledge that the continued invisibility of our trans, non-binary and gender non-conforming siblings in this debate. Whilst we strongly condemn a postal vote on this matter, if it goes ahead, we will be voting yes loudly and i encourage um any listeners out there who haven't enrolled you've got two days left to enroll to vote to make sure that you receive that uh that uh postal postal vote not a plebiscite um this is a non-binding vote so we shouldn't mince our words about this one but uh, really important to jump onto the australian electoral commission right now and enroll you've only got two days left to be part of this decision so, today, as we get down to the nuts and bolts of the show, um, we want to talk about the Commonwealth Bank. so for the listeners will know that the Commonwealth Bank was formed about one hundred and eleven years ago as the uh, the government bank, but since has been privatized and re- more even more recently just being thrown into a large pool of controversy. Currently, they are facing up to one trillion dollars in fines accused of uh, breaches of anti money laundering and terrorism funding laws. But beyond that, we've heard that the Commonwealth Bank have ruled out funding for the Adani Carmichael coal mine. However, today, yesterday, we saw that the community is still outraged at what they are rebranding the Combank as Coal Bank. We saw rebranding in Sydney, in Newcastle and Adelaide of several branches. And this has come from the back of a really long and sustained campaign against the Commonwealth Bank. Many people would have divested already through Friends of the Earth affiliate Market Forces. And joining me on the phone today is Pablo Breit from Market Forces to chat about Commonwealth Bank and what's been going on. Good morning, Pablo. Are you there?
1: Yes, I am. Good morning, Phil.
0: So we had the good news that uh, the Commonwealth Bank have ruled out funding Adani. What was behind that decision?
1: Oh, I think the number one thing behind that decision, especially comparing, them, comparing it with its with ComBank's more general policy on coal um, was a kick-ass community campaign, um, you know, mainly through the Stop Adani networks, uh, which pretty much put so much pressure onto the Commonwealth Bank over the last few months that they were forced to specifically come out and rule out this project, which is something that they really, really hate doing um, and uh, have only done it because they obviously felt they had to.
0: Sure, so we see another example of uh, people power working again. But are the Commonwealth Bank in any way still tied up with the Adani project?
1: So it is likely that they do still have debt owing to them from Adani, from the um, 2012 syndicate that Combank was involved in, which lent Adani money to purchase the Abbott Point coal port, which is in the Great Barrier Reef World Heritage Area. So that coal port Adani owns and yeah, we still think that they owe money to Combank from that purchase.
0: So still uh, tangled up. Okay, um, as we, we celebrate this this huge victory, because now that kind of marks the end of the big four banks funding the Adani coal mine, um, how did you celebrate over at Market Forces?
1: Well, we just had a few quiet beers on that Friday <laughs> afternoon, really, because um, we knew that the big, the overall climate policy was coming on, or the climate statement was coming on Monday mm. and We could sense that Adani ruling, um, Commonwealth Bank ruling out Adani on the Friday meant that it wasn't likely we were going to get anything particularly great on the Monday. But yeah, so it was just uh, a few quiet beers to acknowledge, a job well done. And yeah, as you say, all four Australian banks are now not going to touch the Adani Carmichael coal mine, um, which is excellent news and really a, a significant problem for Adani.
0: Sure, and do we have any idea of who else is still available to, to fund this, uh, this mega-mine in, in Queensland?
1: Uh, look, at the moment, so from our count, there's 24 banks, major banks, who have ruled out either Adani specifically or have policies in place which would prevent them from financing a massive new coal mine like Adani's. They are mainly made up of Australian, European and North American banks, so that includes you know, some of the biggest banks in the world, apart from our big four, HSBC, Citibank, Goldman Sachs, ING, Morgan Stanley, etc. And so uh, we think they're looking, the most likely scenario is that they're looking for funding in Asia from Asian banks and also potentially, and I'm not uh, an expert on bonds or anything, but potentially the bond market in the US as well.
0: Sure. Um, I don't profess to be a uh, expert on banking either, Pablo, so don't, don't worry there. <laughs> you kind of touched on before the climate statement that was released by ComBank recently. Um, can you give us a little bit of a taste of what was included in that?
1: Sure. So, yeah, we were very disappointed. This was Commonwealth Bank's first ever climate change position statement. It really it followed on from their group environment policy, which came out at the end of November 2015. And that policy was the one where they outlined support for the goal of keeping global warming below 2 degrees. So that policy committed them to that, but it really, from this climate change statement, it it seems to me that that it's just words. Like, they're just not actually interested in maintaining... You know, in keeping that promise in any way, shape or form. And even though this is the latest of the big four banks to release a climate change statement. It is actually still the worst of the big four Australian banks, which isn't saying much because none of them are very good, but um, Commonwealth Bank still is the worst. This Essentially, this climate change statement commits them to doing absolutely nothing on climate change, not necessarily changing their uh, lending to fossil fuels. They've committed $15 billion up to 2025 making available $15 billion up to 2025 to finance what they call low-carbon projects, and on a kind of pro-rata basis, being the biggest bank that actually puts them below some of their peers. And, as I said, no restrictions on coal mining or coal-fired power stations, which both Westpac and ANZ already have. No clear targets for reducing their overall exposure to fossil fuel debt. And lending, even though NAB, for example, has, has quite clearly put in writing their intent to reduce that exposure. And we've seen it, you know, in the 20 months or so since they made that two-degree commitment, they've lent $6 billion to the fossil fuel industry. That's in just 20 months. For every dollar they've lent to renewables, they've lent over $4 to fossil fuels. And so, yeah, really, we were very, very disappointed with this outcome and obviously the pressure needs to continue to be put on combank for them to do the right thing on climate change and i think they've and also just to finish off this position statement i think puts them as the laggard as the the number one problem when it out of the big four banks when it comes to lending fossil fuels
0: Sure. I'm kind of surprised, um, and I'm sure many listeners are as well, to hear that for every uh, $4 uh, – sorry, for every dollar invested in renewable energy, renewable energy $4 is being spent on uh, – lent to fossil fuel projects. Why do you think this is? I mean, why – in the age uh, when we know that climate change is happening, the, the bank acknowledges it. What do you think some of the barriers are to, to the bank actually lending towards renewable energy projects?
1: well lending to renewables yeah that's a very good question i think number 1 is the motivation of the bank they need to be putting in place policies that you know allow them to follow through with their commitments on 2 degrees and on helping fight climate change and protecting the environment so they they need to be actively seeking out opportunities working with other bodies you know like the clean energy finance corporation or internationally you know they commonwealth bank lends a lot of money to overseas fossil fuel projects. They could be lending a lot of money to overseas renewable energy projects in in places where renewable energy is booming. That's that's really the main reason. There's you know other reasons are in, in Australia. Of course, we could be having a renewable energy boom as well if there was much stronger policies coming from our state and federal government, mm-hmm. and that would open up more opportunity for lending and investment from the big four banks. But That's not to say that Commonwealth Bank is Australia's biggest company. They operate in a lot of countries. If they really wanted to be shifting from fossil fuel lending to renewable energy lending... They could
0: do it. just to go back to that idea,, you know we really have had a massive failure in leadership from the federal government around uh, renewable energy in terms of stripping back renewable energy targets, gutting out uh, some of the steps forward that we had in terms of funding um, possible projects, comparing it to other banks and how they're lending is this, a, is, it, this is a worst ratio i mean who, who is the best in terms of lending towards renewable energy compared to fossil fuels?
1: So, out of the big four, the best ratio is the National Australia Bank (NAB). In the in the last couple of years, you know, it looks like they're starting to take this issue seriously. So, their ratio is for every, and this is for the last since the two-degree commitment made mm-hmm. about 20 months ago. NAB's ratio is a dollar 60 to fossil fuel to every dollar to renewables.
0: Wow, what a stark contrast! Um,
1: so, yeah, so it's it's close to one to one. We'd obviously like to see Zero to fossil fuels, and then obviously a lot more to renewables. But that's that one. Westpac is is uh, second, I guess, out of the big four with about three dollars sixty to every second dollar to renewables. Second least <laughs> worst. Um, and then then actually ANZ is actually the worst. Six dollars eighty for every dollar to renewables. Six dollars eighty less to fossil fuels.
0: Wow, that's, um, that's outrageous, isn't it?
1: And that's mainly because so. ComBank and ANZ have very similar figures, you know, around six billion dollars for lending to fossil fuels, which means ANZ must lend a lot less to renewables
0: um, overall. Uh, disappointing, yeah, disappointing to hear that the big four banks are really failing us so badly on uh, on on climate action and our commitments to the uh, Paris Agreement. If you're just tuning in, we're talking to Pablo Breit. He's from Market Forces. A Friends of the Earth affiliate who are working around um, divestment and getting our banks and super funds to to invest in renewable energy and not the fossil fuel fuels of the past. I'm wondering, Pablo, we talk a lot about the big four banks, but there are alternatives out there who are doing the right thing, aren't them?
1: Yeah, look, we've got. Um, if you go to our website, we've got a banks comparison table where you can look up um, lots and lots of banks. There's a surprisingly large number of banks operating in Australia, Hmm. Um, and so, you know, compared with how only the big four get all the attention. And yeah, you can look up the banks, and the vast majority of them don't actually lend to fossil fuels and don't make those sorts of investments. So, you know, banks like Bendigo Bank, ME Bank, Bank Australia, there's a whole range that people can can look at and, and switch to if they so desire.
0: Sure. And, and I'm wondering, for those who are at home and are getting their blood boiled, what can people do to, to support, and um, you were saying that more pressure needs to be put on Commonwealth Bank. Is there something that people can do to support that?
1: Yeah, look, in particular, if you are a customer of Commonwealth Bank, then we'd really encourage you to very loudly and publicly switch to a different bank. That's, um, and I know that there's still, you know, because of inertia and You never get around to it. I'm sure there's a lot of listeners who are still with Commonwealth Bank. And so there's really good opportunity there to send them the message that, sure, they did the right thing on Adani, but that is nowhere near good enough. And so you can use our bank comparison table to find a new bank, make the switch, make sure that you write to both banks, put it on social media, tell your friends, bring a family or friend along to switch out as well. We need to keep the pressure on in that way. Because that works really well, because not only are they losing customers, but the public nature of it obviously harms their brand, and the banks are very protective of their brand and spend millions of dollars every year trying to build it up, even though it's still not particularly popular. Um, <laughs> but they still spend a lot of time and money on that. So that's the main thing. We also have a shareholder resolution, which is about to be lodged for the AGM coming up in November, Commonwealth Bank's annual general meeting. And that'll have a couple of components to it. So again, if you're a shareholder, you can jump onto our website and find that resolution and sign on to that, but you'd need to do that pretty soon. And that one will really, there'll be a resolution going up at their AGM, which asks them to quite clearly outline what the climate change risks are to their business, and also to incorporate the two degrees, um, the two degrees commitment into the very heart of their business practice which would, you know, essentially rule out lending to any expansion of the fossil fuel industry and then force them to phase out all their current exposure to fossil fuels as soon as possible.
0: Yeah, fantastic. So listeners can jump on to marketforces.org.au and um, check out those bank comparison tables and all the actions that uh, that Pablo was just telling us about around ComBank. If you are a shareholder, then do jump on and sign on to that that uh, statement for the AGM. Uh, really important stuff. And if you're still a customer, there's no shame, but there's still an opportunity to use it to, to leverage the bank and to really put pressure on them to make them sure that we see them get to that zero-to-one ratio from fossil fuels to renewable energy. Pablo, did you have anything else you wanted to add before we head to a community service announcement?
1: Oh, just to really emphasise that Commonwealth Bank is the biggest company in Australia, but our win on Adani shows that they can be moved with enough pressure. So, you know, a lot of people say, oh, they're such a massive bank, there's nothing you can do, to they're going to do whatever they want. Well, we force them to rule out Adani, so we can force them to phase out their fossil fuel lending overall.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're really seeing more and more how people power can really prevail not over just the government and their policies but over corporations as well, and that we can we can push people and uh, we really need to bind together and build resilient communities that are that is really about what we want to see our society to be. Um, Pablo, thank you so much for joining us on Dirt Radio and best of luck in the future and have a great day. Thanks, Phil, you too. Ta, bye. This ain't nothing wrong. This is genocide. 3CR has all kinds of music programs for you to hear from blues to hip hop, reggae, classical, punk, jazz, soul, Indigenous, experimental, indie, metal and other music styles. Check out 3cr.org.au on the World Wide Web for more info.